Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you today for a special episode as we talk about the Australian Survivor Hall of Fame for 2021. Turned in its second year. We've had four new inductees, and as we did last year, we're here to talk a little bit about who was inducted, our thoughts on it, and speak to some of the expert panel about why they voted for who they did and their thoughts on the people who were inducted into it. And I am very excited to welcome back to the Oz Network. I've lost count of how many times she's been on the show right now. She's from the very first season of Australian Survivor, the one, the only, Miss Naomi Russell. Naomi, first of all, welcome back to the Oz Network. It's a pleasure to have you back on the show. Thank you, Ben. It's a pleasure to be here as always. And another guest who I've also lost track of how many times I've had her on the show. About a year ago, we never had her on, and now she's on all the time. Uh, it is the creator and host and producer and everything of Melbourne Survivor, uh, the one, the only Miss Liz Riley. Liz, welcome back to the Oz Network. She is. It's exciting to be here to chat to both of you about this. I can't believe it's gone like so quickly. It feels like we were just all together recently talking about coming back for another year and it's, it's done. We've got some new members of the Hall of Fame. I'll start with you, Liz. Um, just initial thoughts on, on the four inductees for 2021. Yeah, I mean, basically what we expected, right? Yeah. Um, no, no huge upsets here. Um, pretty good turnout. Uh, yeah, of course we knew Luke would be in, you know, um, I was glad that Pia, to see Pia, um, and, yeah, who were the others? <laughs> Sh- Shona and Lincoln, the other two. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah Shona. Um, like, I nominated her last year, so um, it's great to see her make it through. She's in, and, representing uh, the OGs, essentially, to kind of really get yeah. over the line. Yeah, exactly. So you, you voted, so you voted for two years in a row then, and she's finally gotten in. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Wow, look at that. There you go. That works well. Naomi, for you, I mean, uh, your thoughts and also, I mean, you must be proud that you've got another one of your season in there now. That's three. You're 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 getting closer for you being inducted. (laughs) It's awesome. It's awesome. And I think if you, well, it's more than three, isn't it, from my season? Oh, well, Lincoln, if we're including Lincoln, of course, so four, yes. Yeah, so that's um, that's awesome. But, yeah, no, look, I was was wrapped to see that... uh, the voting public got it right. It was all of my nominees. So yeah, you were hundred percent. Good job, yeah. congratulations, Liz. Yeah. You were seventy five percent. So uh, yeah, right. Pretty, pretty, pretty good both on there. I think I got seventy five percent as well. So uh, not too bad there. But yeah, I think um, uh, we always knew Luke was going to get in. That that was just an yeah. absolute given. And obviously, I don't want to sit here and go over the complete results and everything, but just to point it out. Five of us voted for Luke to uh to, to get in, almost a hundred percent there. And when it came to the fans, yeah, absolutely shattered in. Uh, let's be completely honest. <laughs> um, I mean, we're on the topic of Luke. We may as well start it now. We'll we'll talk about each of them individually. But uh, I'll go with you, Naomi. Here, you obviously voted for him. You voted for all of these four because, as I said, you're a hundred percent. But uh, no surprise, Luke. Uh, you said a, a great deal about him in, in your, of course, words that we put up on the social media. But anything to add on Luke, maybe after watching the interview that we did with him or anything along those lines? I love the interview. I have to start by saying that, actually, Ben. That Look, the whole, you know, the whole series of them have been awesome, but I, I really did enjoy listening to Luke's. And I could really tell that, um, you know, I, it was, I could tell that it really meant something to him. He was, you know, this, this I'm sure sort of ranks right up there with, um, with all of his accomplishments. So, yeah, look, you know, as we said, absolutely um, a shoe in and des- deservedly so. So I think, um, yeah, it was, it's great that he is um, a Hall of Famer now. 
One thing I want to quickly add, Liz, before I get your thoughts on Luke, is I recorded that interview, I think, the final week that Big Brother was was airing. So basically yeah, right. we, we had a bit of a chat off air and said, like, obviously, like, I'm not going to talk to you about Big Brother. We realise you can't. And then, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Big Brother VIP, a week later he wins it. So yeah. um, kind of it was all in the in the midst of that. And you could just tell, yeah, that, like, Survivor obviously means a lot to him. And clearly winning Big Brother is a pretty big deal, and I'm sure he's very proud of that fact. But uh, I'm sure it would be one of these ones that he would probably gladly uh, return the Big Brother crown to to win one of his seasons of Survivor. Uh, Liz, yeah. Luke, uh, I mean, he was the only one I believe you didn't vote for. But, yeah. uh, but you, as you said, I think in one of your things, you were like, well, Luke's basically going to get in anyway. So, I mean, it yeah. sounded like you pretty much kind of would have voted for him, basically. Yeah, I mean, Luke's always been a favourite of mine, uh, you know, especially in his, his first season, like... Uh, you know, he just like surprises people out of the bushes. Like he's such a great uh, character and such a great like representation of Australian survivor. Um, and obviously, you know, he's great at the game as well. So Luke, absolutely. Um, servedly in there. Yeah. I, 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 I'm honest on the show most of the time. And if anybody has listened to this show for, for many years, I apologize. You really shouldn't have, but also at the same time, I of course famously in Luke's first season did not like the guy. Uh, I, I would spend every single week ripping into him going, I cannot stand this guy. He's so annoying. But I really? have come around, of course. Yes, really. I was the one person who did not like Luke. No, uh, I've met others, but, like, I yeah, I, like I've come you. around. I've, I didn't like the Golden God either. Naomi's probably going to hang oh, up on me now. Like, I, yeah, I, I have problems <laughs> with the Golden God. but <laughs> I, like, I mean, and to put this into perspective, Kim Spradlin, to me, is the greatest female US Survivor player of all time. Mm-hmm. I could not stand her when I first watched. One yeah, World. right. So I do often become smart eventually. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. but so who yeah, are you like, hating from the current seasons? Just so I, I'm, 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 of, I'll, I'll be completely you know, honest. I'm not watching it, so I, I oh, couldn't tell you. Okay, <laughs> but you might have had a winner pick there. No, I, 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 I am catching up eventually. I still have yet to uh, see the newest season of Australian Survivor. So there you go. That's that's kind of uh, here. I am sitting on a Hall of Fame and not having seen one of the seasons. So yeah, uh, I mean, great. literally same, but. Uh, <laughs> Great credentials going on here. Well, our lives are just oversaturated with Survivor, right? Yeah. It's, and it's, in all fairness, I think that, you know, a, well, there's a lot of catching up to do in, in things in terms of so many things that were delayed and now they all kind of get dropped on you at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, my life has been something else this year as well, so there's excuses there. But uh, it's it's not like I've completely gone, no, I will never watch this. Um, we yeah, just need another lockdown. Then we'll be exactly. right. Then you'll yeah. be able to catch up again. Yeah, exactly. Perfect excuse for that. But, uh, yeah, it's, it. I mean, again, Luke, we got a, a lot of people sort of questioned again, and they still did this year, like the the criteria and why you couldn't vote for them. And like Luke was the obvious one last year that everyone was like, why can't we vote for Luke? But as soon as he became eligible, that was an absolute shoe in. Uh, I mean, I think I said in my words, it's pretty much the face of Australian Survivor. And there's, there's, I don't think there's any denying that. I think any casual fan on the street, if you said Australian Survivor, yeah, I don't watch it, but I know that Luke guy. Um, so yeah. And I loved, I loved in the interview that he basically said he was a huge fan of Rupert and I kind of like, yes, like that, that makes sense. Like Luke is kind of like the Rupert of Australian survivor. Like Naomi, you would have like, I mean, both of you, I'm just saying, um, Naomi just Liz too, but like the, the hype around Rupert, of course, back in the day, but, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, would you both, I'll start with you, Naomi, like, would you say he's the Rupert of Australian survivor? Um, I think he's in the same kind of survivor stratosphere as as Rupert, but I don't see that they are super alike. Um, Yeah, no, the playing styles are probably very different. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But both, you know, equally, you know, lovable and beloved by the survivor community. And also, um, I mean, because Rupert famously got the million dollars in America's Tribal Council and Luke got half a million dollars basically because Australia was like, hey, we want to help you out. So, True, that's and right. Then Luke, uh, Rupert would have only probably got about $500,000 after paying tax in the US, so it kind of, yeah. you know, kind of works out there. Liz, I like, I don't know if you have anything to add on, on Luke and Rupert. I was about to call him Lupert. Lupert? <laughs> oh, no, no. No. I don't like that. No. no. I've always associated um, Tarzan a bit more with Rupert. It's like yeah. the Australian version. Yeah, but yeah, I do think that. Tarzan has like way more chill. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. 
I think everybody loves Tarzan, whereas a lot of US Survivor players don't actually like Rupert when they play with him. He's kind of got yeah. this on-screen persona and apparently a bit of an off-screen persona. So, whereas everybody loves Tarzan, right? Like, I don't yeah. think anybody. I always like to think of Tarzan as, like, US Tarzan from One World. But, I mean, I think Australian Tarzan's a bit, you know, got it more together than other dear old, it's not poop. Uh, Tarzan from, uh, <laughs> from One World. Just while we're on the topic of Channel 10, uh, let's talk about Pia. Um, now, I I am all on. I'm sort of always been on the fence of should the winners automatically be inducted? Should they even be up for consideration? If you have one Australian survivor, maybe you are just automatically inducted. That's something because particularly when we come to talking about next year, uh, it's going to be a very interesting talking talking point. But I I was. Absolutely thrilled to see Pia get in. Uh, again, similar thing with Luke. She she really did dominate the fan vote. And obviously, uh, what did four of us, I think, vote for her from memory um, in there? Yes, four of us yeah. did. So yeah. uh, pretty much I, I didn't vote for her, yeah. but that was nothing against Pia. I just was really obviously fighting for Miss Oldfield and I had to vote for Shona as well. So I'm obviously a bit more yeah. old school mindset going on with that, uh, hence why I didn't vote for Pia. But if I wasn't so old school mindset and I did vote for another Channel 10 player, I definitely would have voted for Pia as outside of Luke. Um, but, yeah, Liz, I mean, you obviously seem to be a big Pia fan. Uh, obviously happy to see her get in. Yeah, I mean, just... Uh uh, you know, Australian survivors so much been like about like the physical stuff, right? Like it's very, you know, we're tough. We're Australian, you know, we can like do all these big, tough, muscly challenges. Um, and like, that's great. But um, for, you know, people like me who aren't so muscly and athletic, it's great seeing someone like Pia, who's like a small woman, who, um, you know, is on a tribe of athletes and then, like, somehow, you know, survives the first vote through her own strategy and just, like, makes it to the win. And, like, yeah. I was just inspiring to watch. Like, it was great. She, of course, famously, the whole I'm either going to be first boot or I'm going to win. And yeah. Absolutely love that. And I think to this day the only time I've ever actually picked a winner. I, I from memory, picked her as the winner of that season, um, if I'm not mistaken. I, I feel I should brag about that more. Um, well, was it after the first episode? Because I, no, I, I that quote. <laughs> no, the preview, the, I remember in the preview episode, I'm pretty sure I picked two winners. I think I picked a champion and a contender. And I said, oh, yeah. I think, or it was a male or a female. But, um, yeah, I, I am 99% certain because I do remember that now. I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the only time I ever picked a winner. I think the closest I got in the US was... Um, Heroes, Healers, Hustlers, um, I can't even remember her name. She uh, got runner-up. Chrissy, yes, thank you. I think she was my pick to win. Um, but, yeah, no, yeah, so I, I, I should have brought that up to Pia. Like, like, come on. Like, I actually got a prediction right. Usually it's a curse if I say you're going to win. <laughs> you're never even going to get close. Um, Naomi, again, Miss 100%, you put her up. Uh, so, uh, obviously, uh, happy happy camper that Pia got in as, as well. Yeah, for sure. Look, full disclosure, I have to say, um, I did have Luke and Pierre around the other way. So Luke was my extra, um, Luke, sorry, was my modern era inductee and I had Pierre as my extra inductee. Right. And so I think um, everybody else had Luke in that, um, in the, the modern era slot. So um, I'm not sure if, if I'm confusing that. But anyway. Um, no, I, I, you, you, you are. Yeah, you're right. But uh, I mean, yeah. the day they still yeah. got in. We'll still, still call you this 100%. In. It's fine, yeah. Naomi. We, yeah. Little, and I, I think, you know, you know, I spoke about it um, in our last podcast that, you know, like Pia sort of um, really opened my eyes a little bit because I, you know, um, like Liz was just saying, you know, I'm a little bit of that old school, obviously, about the physical players and that kind of thing and, and in the end, that's what I kind of loved about Pia was that, you know, she wasn't, she certainly wasn't hopeless at all in the, the challenges, but um, I love that she really had to kind of work with, with everything else that she, that she had because being physical obviously wasn't her biggest attribute. So, mm. um, yeah, a great winner and, yeah, really good to see her in for sure. 
What I love talking to her about was, I mean, I loved her story about how she pretty much tried to get on US Survivor essentially and kind of was looking at uh, avenues to, to do that just as her fandom of the show. And it's funny, she mentioned about that interview that she did. And I, if I, when she brought that up, I do remember that. I think she did an interview with the website TV Tonight from memory. And she had mentioned like, oh, I love Survivor. And that basically put her on the radar of Survivor producers. So that's kind of cool to think that, you know, Survivor producers read that and then she ultimately goes on to win. Um, I, I I will say that I don't know the story behind why she wasn't on All Stars. If she's come out and said why she wasn't on it, maybe that's something to get into a deep dive on, on ASA one day or not. But um, that that's something that always intrigued me maybe. I don't know, Liz, do you know why she was never on All Stars? I just... Maybe or I I just well, you looked like you knew like I I was just sort of that's the way you reacted when I, I said that if you knew or not I thought she was like pregnant or something was that someone else that was someone else that was Finella yeah 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 it was yeah. it was yeah because me uh, Pia has uh, yeah two two young children doesn't she I don't think she's had one recently but um yeah because it was what her and um, Christy were the only two winners from the Channel Ten season not on it and I think did Christy come out and say that she just didn't she couldn't do it or like she wasn't able to or something. I don't know. These are, these are things that I'm just speculating out there and, and thinking why they weren't on all stars. But again, uh, outside of Rob and Guy, of course, well, even Guy is not technically hundred percent. He got voted out in his season. So uh, Rob uh, and Pia and Christy are the only winners to have never been voted out. Uh, because if I'm not mistaken, um, the newest winner of course was voted out technically in her season. Wasn't she? So yeah, uh, yeah, look at this. That's look. cool. That's true. I hadn't thought yeah. about that. Exactly, exactly. Rob, the only male. Uh, so <laughs> there's some uh, some history going there. But I actually, it was, I honestly, like last year, obviously with the interview side of things, I'm sadly we weren't able to talk to JLP, but I kind of, when Pia I saw was going there and sort of we reached out to a management and thinking like, well, this might be, you know, tricky. I'm not too sure. And I would just say a big thanks to Pia Miranda's management because they replied pretty much immediately and was pretty much like, yes, yeah, she, she would love to chat with you. So to yeah. see that Pia is obviously that passionate about Survivor still and loves to talk about it uh, really made me happy. And to have an opportunity to talk to Pia was great. And she has not aged a day. Like, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> she seriously looks like she should still be in looking for Ella Brandy. Like, I just, <laughs> it baffles me that she has not aged that's what, 22 years old, that movie now or something like that? Yeah, like, I watched her in Wentworth the other week. She looks the same. Like, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> and she, I think she's just recently hosted something in Melbourne to do with Harry Potter because she's a big Harry Potter fan. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, she's, um, she's, she's out there a lot. So, uh, no, great to see Pia there. Uh, Naomi, we're going to talk about two people on your season, of course. Let's talk about Shona. Uh, we, all, we all voted for Shona uh, and... This this was the slot that I think I said in the preview that I was just a little bit I was unsure of. To me, it was either going to go to David or Shona. That was that was my thought process, um, and ultimately Shona ended up getting a fair amount of a uh, lot more fan vote uh, without kind of spoiling it. David sadly got let down on the fan vote, which kind of didn't oh. quite get him over there. So I'm just putting this out there now. Because I, I do say this, listen to ASA this week for our reunion episode, and I said to Dave, like, I'm going to fight for him to get into the Hall of Fame. So I, I will be voting for him every year. I'm um, Not to take away from Shona here, we'll talk about her, but next year, if you want David Oldfield in, fans, vote for him. He needs more votes. But Shona, we're talking about her to celebrate her. Um, I mean, what an incredible player. Uh, an incredible person, somebody who is still so fit and ready and can play this game again tomorrow. Naomi, you obviously played with her. You, you, you've had many experiences with her, no doubt, sort of around that period out there in Whaler's Way. I mean, how easy was it for you to vote for Shona and, and how happy were you to, to see Shona get inducted? Yeah, look, it was pretty easy for me to vote for her, actually. Um, like, you know, to me, my... My other mate, Craig, he was kind of up there and obviously one of my nominees last year. But I think this year with um, just kind of that one slot for the classic era inductee, it, it had Shona's name written all over it. And for me, um, yeah, like I was so fortunate to have shared a small part of, of the game with her 20 years ago. Um, and I think in many ways, and I say this with, you know, great respect to Shona, but I kind of feel like her game has aged even better than the way yeah. that she she played it at the time if that kind of makes sense like when I, I look back that. at it now and I think about it um you know I'm not sure why that is but um I, I really feel that her yeah her game 
today stacks up as well, if not better, than, than it kind of did 20 years ago. I 100% agree. And I think in the interview I said that it, it, it Lance was the only person to vote for her. She was never a target. And that's something that I think um, people forget about. That, yeah. you know, I, I, in, in kind of even sort of reading the retrospective history of your season, Naomi, when obviously a lot of people have forgotten about it and just put it into the back of their memory, she's always touted as somebody who was dragged to the end, you know, you know and, and she was never dragged Not to the true. end. No. She formed that alliance no. with Rob and kind of, mm-hmm. you know, we talk up Katie and Rob and everything, but as we know, it was never the plan for Rob to go to the end with Katie. It was always to go with Shona. So, yep. um, and Shona still got two votes. Um, and Shona still held her own very well out there. So absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Liz, you obviously voted for her both years. Um, you, I mean, in your words, you mentioned that you were thinking about putting up David Oldfield, but <laughs> you went with Shona, uh, Shona again. So, uh, yeah. Happy to see Shona get in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to see her back. Like, <laughs> like her game still holds up. It's right. Um, like, yeah, um, it's like the way that she talks about her social game, I just, I love that. How she like kind of analyzes her approach to people and like the times when she like holds back and stuff. Mm. I don't think I've seen someone articulate their social game as well as like she has. Yeah, 100%. And I think like it's it's always great to kind of hear the research and and preparation that Shona, like Naomi, yourself, anybody from that first season kind of did because ultimately you only had, what, one and a half seasons, two seasons of US Survivor to go off, so you were going on all these different levels of things, whereas today modern contestants know what to expect and everything and all that kind of stuff going into it. So, And Shona's preparation and just everything that she talked about, and again, 20 years later, she would run rings. She would run rings around pretty much I could say like 70% of any modern survivor that we've had she's she said she's fitter today than she was 20 years ago so um it's yeah. it's, cr- it's crazy to think that Naomi let's I love always asking these questions it's questions I've asked you before but why not we're on the line if you find yourself on a season tomorrow uh channel 10 wake up and realize your season exists and put you and Shona out there <laughs> or there I mean are you scared of her or are you going to try and work with her <laughs> like kind of you, you know how would you approach Shona 20 years after you you played with her Oh, hell yeah, I want to work with her for sure. Yes. I must admit, I might have been a little scared of her when I was 22, <laughs> but um, but I feel now, I feel like, we're, yeah, we, I think we'd be a great pair. Yeah, I'd like to see that. That would kind I'd of I love work, that alliance. Like, yeah. So good. Old school, new school alliances working together. She's a Hawthorne supporter, so, um, you know, you can, you've got to hold that mm, against okay. it. So. Maybe I might have to think about that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just uh, like eventually going there. Uh, Lincoln, of course, our non-player inductee. Uh, this one, of course, solely voted for by the expert panel. He got four out of the uh, six votes. Um, I'll start with you again, Naomi. Lincoln, your host of your season. I was a bit disappointed you didn't vote for ASA again this year, Naomi. Thanks for that. But, um, oh, Lincoln- sorry. I <laughs> know. Oh, yeah. Lincoln, obviously, <laughs> though. I mean, look, in, in all fairness, um, it was a mistake last year, uh, my bad, by accidentally <laughs> allowing the fans to vote. I'm not trying to take away from the fans' perspective because JLP would have gotten in, but uh, the, this was always planned to be an expert panel vote, and I... I stuffed up. I added the question to the panel and I'm like, shit, I screwed that up, didn't I? So Lincoln, in all fairness, should have been inducted last year, not to take away from JLP because he would be inducted, of course. He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. But uh, Naomi Lincoln, I mean, you've shared a lot about him, of course, on on the reunion and your interview you did with us on ASA. But, I mean, obviously you must be pretty stoked to see the guy who controlled you guys out there in Whaler's Way get inducted. Yeah, he... He's just so deserving. I'm so glad that he has been inducted this year. Um, yeah, look, you know, and I have, you can probably read about it or, or, or listen to it again, but, um, you know, no, no secret that I think Lincoln's pretty amazing and he did a, a, just such a great job as the host of the first, the first season. So, um, you know, and I don't know, kind of, I guess, maybe a little bit like I was alluding to with Shona and her game aging well I feel like the fact that Link only hosted that one season I think I said it in my little blurb when I when I voted for him but I kind of think that makes him even more iconic Mm. um yeah so thoroughly deserved inductee 
I think the the one thing with Lincoln, if you go back and watch Borneo and watch Jeff Probst in Borneo, you can really see some similarities. Uh, you know, Lincoln, a bit more of a, he didn't give you guys raincoats and let you stay in tribal council on the bloody ship that you hated Naomi, <laughs> of course, uh, when it was, when it was raining. But, um, yeah, like Jeff's obviously developed a lot. He's had 20 years of the role. He's grown a mullet now. So of course, you know, why, <laughs> why, why wouldn't, uh, you develop into that? But, uh, yeah, I think I wrote that in my little blurb too, saying that like, look, he, he could have developed into something a lot more. That's obviously what Channel 9 were going for. Uh, is to get someone like they did with Jeff Probst in CBS and kind of develop them into a host. And if we were sitting here and the Australian franchise had never left Channel 9 and we were into 20 years' worth of shows, then he might be one of the most recognisable faces on Australian TV and and amazing as a host. Liz, I'm going to talk to you about who you voted for, but like just because you obviously didn't vote for Lincoln, but uh, just in terms of your thoughts on on Lincoln getting inducted and, and thoughts on Lincoln in general. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. Like, it's what I expected, but I just don't have, like, so much of a, um, you know, a, a, I guess an interest in, uh, in yeah, in Lincoln. Um, he's cool, um, loves work, but, like, obviously I'm more familiar with JLP and I'm even more familiar with, with Jeff, even though, like, mm. you know, I'm not a fan of the mullet. Um, yeah. What is that? <laughs> mullets are coming back in fashion now. Oh. I don't know what it is. Um, yeah. I don't know why. But anyway, um, yeah. But I, I just wanted to, you know, chuck something towards the, um, you know, the the music because um, I think that's something that's like very uh, iconic about Australian Survivor compared to like the other um, from Survivor from other countries. Right? Is like our epic music. Mm-hmm. And how the over the top music, like yeah, just a bit, <laughs> and um, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's I, I, like more with the Channel Ten seasons, but um, yeah. I, but that's I, that's one thing I'll say though is that I mean that's why we have who we have on the panel because if you know you've got all of us, you know, defending the old schools, and then it's nothing about the new schools then it's not going to try and represent it. And this year I think it kind of worked well, particularly that we, you know, able to have Guy join us as well on the panel and and give season two a bit of love because he obviously voted for Dicko to kind of go on yeah. there. And so it's it's kind of that's always been the plan to kind of spread it out a little bit so we are covering the seasons and, and kind of doing that. Obviously Matt is a unique beast that he knows the old and the new school. He was on the new school, so it kind of it helps that way. But um, I'll just say about Lincoln that, um, I mean, I – first interviewed Lincoln a decade ago, essentially, on Survivor Oz. He was yeah. the first ever person I was ever connected to from um, Whaler's Way season. So, uh, yeah, I, I was I was thrilled that kind of Lincoln got in and that sort of he got he got the votes there. Um, and, yeah, so just on that, the non-player one, obviously, as I said, Guy voted for Dicko. And I then want to just quickly talk to Liz about the two other people that she voted for, and I'll maybe go over some of the other ones and we can look ahead to next year. But your non-player one was David Barber. And tell us a little bit about David, why you voted for him, because as I said, you're sort of uh, you're mentioning about sort of the music, the uniqueness of our music, because I guess a lot of people probably just assume all of Australian Survivor music is just stolen from Russ Landau and Dave Vandercore when it's clearly not the case. We do have our own composer who yeah. kind of works with the music that we already know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, see, I um, I was editing Melbourne Survivor, right? And, of course, we steal Survivor music from everywhere. Um, borrow, Liz. We like to say borrow when well, it comes yeah. to these worlds. I mean... <laughs> you <laughs> You'll know, pay it, her back um, one day. Let's just say it that way. <laughs> I mean, it's it's still theirs. Yeah, we you know, yeah. it's all still accredited to them and stuff. Um, so, yeah, um, but I, I found like a playlist that someone had put up of um, Australian Survivor soundtrack and everything had like uh, David Barber behind it. Um, and I just listened to it essentially to like hype myself up. And I was like, yeah, this is like, this is Australian Survivor. Like this is what I think of. Like this is what makes it kind of um, unique, um, you know, in the modern era. So yeah, it's I I love the pick and and we'll, I I think as I've always said about you, uh, Liz, it's kind of like you you often go for picks that maybe aren't the ones that people automatically think of, which I think kind of adds a unique spin. And I think a lot of the time, 
as a member of the expert panel, we can use our voice to just kind of pay attention. Even if it's somebody who's not going to get in, we can still highlight uh, somebody Mm. in the community and kind of say like, well, hey, I think they need to get a shout out. And you're right. I don't think many people are aware that David Barber exists out there as somebody who does that. And while the opinions, I guess, on the epic over-the-top nature of the music on Australian Survivor now may differ, I think it obviously does add a unique sound to it because we haven't really had original US um, scores, I think, since about South Pacific from memory, I think was when Russ Landau last wrote a score. We've had some new stuff in, like, the past couple of seasons, I think. Okay. Right, okay. Yeah, I know Russ hasn't been involved. I think they kept David Vandercore on for a little bit, but I don't sort of know how they rework it and just kind of do that. But, yeah, I kind of like that. Just quickly also, your other one. So, obviously, you had Shona and Pia uh, in as well, but your your third one got a little bit of talking point around it. Uh, it Sammy Showers. Um, oh, yeah. Now, now, give us your thought process on, uh, on voting for Sammy because this was one that a few people were sort of like, okay, that was an interesting choice. I was always going to put Sammy in there. Um, I hear her talked about all the time. Um, I don't care that they basically edited her out of the show. I I mean, that's why we talk about her. Um, And, it, uh, you know, uh, I just, I wanted to, like, spill a bit of shade, you know, on on Australian Survivor and their, uh, you know, the thing I don't like about the modern era, which is, um, you know, how they edit people because they have so many contestants obviously and they make such big characters out of um you know the few that they pick um and uh yeah I just wanted to share some love as well because like imagine like you you know you you're excited to like go on Survivor and then they they just like don't show you on the screen and like the only thing anyone ever says about you is that they hate your face like (laughs) yeah so yeah. I think at the end of the day, she's remembered because she's yeah. known as the contestant who didn't get a confessional. Absolutely. And like, that's not saying, her fault. Yeah. And I was saying, like, I preferred Hannah. Like, she got a terrible edit as well. And I, I preferred her. But people don't talk about her. People talk about Sammy, who yeah. didn't get a single confessional. Yeah. And she also, you're right, she's talked about Players on that season will talk about her being a threat. They will talk about her mm-hmm. gameplay out there. It reminds me a lot of... Sierra Dawn Thomas from Worlds Apart. We barely saw her. She got what fourth or fifth from memory, and all the players in that season of Worlds Apart were yeah, she was a threat. Like we 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 were scared of her, and she came back on um was it Cambodia? What season did she come back on? Um, it was Cambodia. Look at me knowing my uh, US survival knowledge. Sierra um, Dawn Thomas, game changes. Yeah, game change. Oh, game changes. Oh, look at this. I'm not <laughs> wrong. Jesus, God, I haven't hosted Survivor in like five years now. No wonder I don't do that show anymore. But um, yeah, and like she obviously came back as a threat, and I remember her from. Amazing race, and she was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it kind of it wasn't that there. And I think at the end of the day, if there's any controversy around you picking someone who was not seen, again, it's your choice. You can vote yeah. for whoever you want. You are on the expert panel, and so you therefore can vote for whoever you want. And also, at the end of the day, there's no set criteria. If if yeah. you don't want to vote for Luke, you don't have to vote for Luke. You can vote for Sam. Again, it's it's based on what who you deem worthy. And that's your opinion. And I think you sell it pretty well. At the end of the day, whether or not you like her or not, she it's not her fault she wasn't shown. She didn't go out there and say, hey, I don't want to be edited. Um, it was not her fault at all. And mm-hmm. to me, that makes her more memorable because, as you said, she she's now officially the Purple Kelly of Australian Survivor. Yes. And we all know that. and yes. love Purple Kelly because mm-hmm. of her unique distinction of being invisible. On Survivor, mm-hmm. so uh, Naomi, do you have any thoughts on on Sammy Showers at all? I mean, do you do you remember Sammy Showers? <laughs> yeah, look, oh, probably not as well as Liz, I must say. Um, yeah, look, she, uh, I have to say, um, didn't spring to mind for me, but um, but yeah, that's okay. I think it's just it's unique, like. Again, and we're going to talk about next year because next year is going to be a, a mosh posh of opinions. Like I think <laughs> yes. the first year it was kind of to me, particularly with sort of having some extra people who was available and kind of really defining the errors. To me it was kind of you're almost set in stone of who generally the, the majority will pick and that's kind of how it worked out. This year kind of even more so because Luke was always going to be there 
Your next go-to one is the only winner who's eligible who isn't there, Pia. So there's that one. And then when it comes to the classic era, to me, it was always, always, always going to be between Shona and David. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was that simple. And then for the expert panel when it came to Lincoln, I think that was kind of – so I, I kind of feel that this year was pretty standard. There wasn't any surprises. Next year is going to be a completely different beast. Before I get to that, I should just quickly go over just some of the other people that were voted for just by the expert panel, I want to say here. Um, so obviously uh, Luke, Shona, Pia all got the majority from the expert panel. Three of us voted for uh, Mr. David Oldfield. Uh, so I voted for him, Matt voted for him, and Guy voted for him. I was actually surprised Cable didn't vote for him. I thought Cable would have voted yeah. for David. But uh, he voted for Craig. So getting the love out there for Craig again, Naomi. So we'll, we'll talk about his chances next year. Um, and so Craig, the other person there, voted alongside Sammy Showers and, of course, the non-players, as we said. One thing I will uh, say quickly, though, when it came to the fan voting, uh, it was actually very interesting seeing some of the players who were getting votes. There's, I don't want to spoil who it is because I don't want to ever take away from, you know, hinting. I know he's just, he's just trying to sway the vote with David Oldfield next year, but there's <laughs> a clear discrepancy if I said a Channel 10 player. There's one player who in both years of the Hall of Fame has gotten such a high percentage of the vote and has just narrowly missed out on two occasions. And I feel sorry for them because I think with who's going to be available next year, they're going to go way down the list. So, like, mm-hmm. I feel like their opportunity to get in was either last year or this year, and now I don't know if they're ever going to be able to get in. But I could be wrong. So, Can I have a uh, guess? You Go for it. I, I is, it con- is it Des Quilty? It is sadly not Des Quilty. Well, I was going to say I wouldn't need to confirm or deny, but I will flat out say it's not Des Quilty. Um, I, I don't know if you would guess this player. I will just say that. But... Um, Des did well again. I'll say that. Des did better than Matt Dyson. All right. Uh, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> sorry, Matt. Uh, I know sorry, Matt was Matt, <laughs> not able to come on the show today. Um, I'm just, I'm, I should, I don't know if I really should say this, whether or not, Naomi, you got more than Matt Dyson in the uh, Hall of Fame voting. Maybe I need to, <laughs> to find Maybe that we'll out. Maybe we'll talk about it off there, will we? Yeah, but potentially, potentially. <laughs> but next year is the interesting one because ultimately there is a sort of a cap on seasons. Of course, we had the rule that you can't have played on an Australian Survivor season within the last two seasons. So that's why Luke was ineligible the first year, and that's why this year, still, All-Stars members are ineligible. But in 2022, each of the 24 players who played on Survivor All-Stars is now eligible to be in the Hall of Fame. Now, let's just just remind some people of some of these names out there. We've got two winners on that season. Well, three, of course, including the winner of that season, so Shane. Jericho, the golden god himself, will be eligible. You're looking at then people like Sean, two-time runner-up, of course. Uh, one of the biggest fan favourites out there, Shawnee, will become Ooh. available. Uh, Tarzan, we've mentioned him, of course, as well. You've got people like Lee. You've got people like Nick. Yes. You've got Phoebe. You've got Flick. You've got Far Lydia. Uh, you've got some big names. that There's are so there. many. Oh, the, and this is where it's all of a sudden now when I say forward season prediction – for Hall of Fame next year. And as far as we, we haven't discussed this as an expert panel, but I, I assume we're probably just going to stick to the same format for next year. Three players, one classic era, one modern era, and then an extra person. So if you if we stick to that format, only two of the three winners can get in. Because of course, if you've got a classic era, you've only got two players. So it begs a question, are two winners guaranteed? Shawnee's a massive fan favorite. Shawnee could upstart Mm-hmm. I guess any of the two, three winners. Every time we post post these on social media, pretty much all the time we get comments, why can't I vote for Shawnee? Where's Shawnee? Why can't I vote for Shawnee? So <laughs> it would not surprise me if Shawnee got more of a vote than each of the three winners next year. But it's going to be out there. Liz, I'll start with you. Uh, let, I will talk about the Classic Era separately. But just given that next year you're going to assume that it's going to be two people inducted from All-Stars, yeah. Um, who, who who would you think? Can you make a prediction? I would think David and Shawnee. But when you mentioned like Phoebe and Nick, I'm like, oh, yeah. Like yeah. they're like the OGs. Like, yeah, I kind of I would, would want to work for them. Um, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to just people being mad at me for not um, nominating <laughs> uh, David. So you're not going to vote for the Golden God? Well, you know, voting for the, the wrong David, voting no. David Oldfield. I mean, like, who's this guy, you know? <laughs> well, as we've established, the three Davids who have played Australian Survivor are all legends in their own right. So, mm-hmm. you know, 
Hello, David Haas. Um, <laughs> I was waiting for it. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I don't need Matt Dyson on here to defend his man. It's all good. I mean, Naomi, I think you're the complete opposite. I mean, you, you, you've you been begging to vote for the Golden God for three years. So, I mean. I have not. Oh, come on, <laughs> no. come on. Where's your no, T-shirt? No, look. Oh, man, I'm a rule follower. So as soon as I knew he was ineligible, that was fine. But, um, you know, it's probably fair to say he'll be well and truly up there for me next year. But, um Gosh, yeah, the other, the extra inductee, that's going to be really hard, really, really yeah. hard. So it's, many good players. Yeah. It's just, it's fascinating because, like, even even if you were to say that two of the winners were to get in and if they, you know, superseded Shawnee, I don't know who I could pick between Shane and Jericho because I personally right now could tell you who I would vote for. I'm not going to spoil it, but it, because, it, like, I know Shane's got, like, a pretty strong fan base out there. But as does Jericho. I mean, Luke said in his interview that he will fight for mm. Jericho to get in. Yeah. Um, and like, they're and very different. Yeah, very, very, very different. Um, but, like, again, I just would not surprise me to see Shawnee get in over any mm. of them. Um, and But, like, as you say, Liz, like, some of the OGs, like, I mean, Phoebe, like, I, I love – Phoebe is one of my all-time favourite players. Flick is one of my all-time mm-hmm. favourite players. I love both of them. Nick, I, I feel if Nick – really wanted to get in he could he's got fans out there he'd get in his social yeah. media he will he'll get people on board like hey guys vote for me um, i honestly kind of see nick as like the face of australian survivor right okay more so, so than than luke yeah it's going to be vastly interesting next year when it comes to uh the modern and the and, and i'm just saying this now like it's really no question that an extra inductee will be from Channel 10 season. I, I doubt very much that a classic, particularly with this group of people that are going to be introduced in, which actually leads me to the classic inductee. Because, again, this is the one that I thought this mm. year was always going to be between Shona and David. David's missed out again. So I'm spoiling this one now saying I'm going to be voting for David again in that category next year. But I'm just putting it up there. Craig might be in with a bit of because Craig still mm-hmm. gets a bit of love. Craig got voted again for, of course, by by cable. Naomi, you've voted for him in the past. Looking at your season in general, if we were to just put aside season two for a moment, is Craig the next obvious one to potentially get nominated? Is there somebody else from your season that could upset Craig or you're firmly on the Craig bandwagon here? Yeah, it's got to be Craig for sure, particularly now that, um, you know, we've got Rob, Shona and Katie. Um, It's absolutely Craig's the, the next cab off the rank for our season, for sure. So um, I think I said, you know, when we were discussing potential um, inductees um, in our last podcast that um, I kind of had the one that Shona, the space Shona got in this time. Potentially there was, you know, three people there and Craig was one of those. So I, I kind of had it in my head. You know, there'll be some votes for Shona, there'll be some votes for David Oldfield and there'll be some votes for Craig. So I think it's um, a two-horse race for next year for the classic inductee between David and Craig. I agree. And I think in in my mind they're the next two obvious ones to go uh, at some point in that. I, I will say maybe I'll get on a little campaign for Queen Jane. I'd be the only one probably. Mm, but um, no, I'd get on that. Hey, there we go. Liz, welcome yeah. aboard the Queen Jane train. Hey, that mm-hmm. rhymes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll get there eventually. Um, Liz, I mean, how do you kind of see the, the the classic era? I mean, you were tempted to vote for David Oldfield again. You don't have to spoil your vote, but uh, I don't know how you feel about Craig or kind of what you. If there's maybe another celebrity, so I mean, I'm I'm really on board a Justin Melvey train all of a sudden. I think uh, if you've not yeah listened after to his that interview, interview, yeah, if you've not listened to his ASA interview, seriously, I, maybe the most unique player in the history of Australian Survivor. Um, so I I would I would throw out a vote for Justin Melvey at one point, but uh, yeah, any thoughts? and he's your new BFF. So exactly, I mean, yeah. God, come <laughs> on, uh, he's probably going to call me right now, isn't he? So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, any thoughts, Liz, on, on potential for the classic era slot next year? Yeah, I mean, if it's between um, David Oldfield and, and Craig, then mm. um, I don't know. I don't know. I might have to might have to go back and rewatch to see, you know, to fully work it out because that could be the swing vote here. Yeah. Uh, can I just say that, uh, again, spoiler alert, at the time of releasing this, uh, the, the reunion for uh, ASA for Season 2 is just about to drop. But 
David actually didn't know that he hadn't been inducted. So I say at the end of that reunion, <laughs> I, I inform him basically live on the episode. You can tell he's disappointed. So David Oldfield wants to be inducted. <laughs> so I say I will fight for him um, for the classic what, era. He thought he was in. I think he thought he was in with a bit of a shot. So, oh, um, okay. Yeah, oh. but then he was, I mean, he was, like I'm not saying, like if yeah. you take out the classic era sort of just and look at that separately to the modern era, again, he got he very got close hurt. again. So uh, kind of going on, on that length. And just quickly, the non-player inductee, year one, JLP. Year two, Lincoln Howes. Year three, there's only one host remaining. Mm. I don't know if it's a simple obvious case of, well, Dicko will go in next year. I'm just going to spoil this right now. I said I wouldn't spoil it, but I will. I'm going to be voting for Dicko next year because I think it's only logical that the hosts go in first. But I don't know if you guys want to spoil like, yours or thoughts. Liz, you've, you've not voted okay. for a host before, so. Here's the thing. Don't you associate Dicko with, like, things other than Australian Survivor? Absolutely I do. Uh, I completely agree. But I also think that having spent the last year kind of closely analysing his season, he's very underappreciated as a host. Mm. It's, it's He's unique. I, I can see that he's not everybody's cup of tea because even as um, David Mason, the EP of that season, said, like, not the conventional choice for a host of Survivor, but he brought his own unique flavour to that season, which we had a lot of fun on ASA kind of doing the the weekly thug life dicko moment because he'd always have a weird one-liner to drop every now and then. But, um yeah, but, yeah, I mean, that's a good point, Liz. That is a very good point. This is the Australian Idol Hall of Fame. I mean, he's he's yeah. pretty much a go-to. So, um, yeah. And, Naomi, any thoughts on that? Again, I'm not trying to preempt both of you to vote for Dicko next year, but I'm just saying if the cards fall the same way they have in the first two years, Dicko should be a, a lock for next year. Yeah. Um, look, I'm going to have to think, yeah, over the, over the summer about that one. But um, I, I can kind of imagine that that this category could be the most interesting next year because um you know potentially with only the panel voting we could we could have we could all nominate someone different so absolutely it's going to be um going to be interesting yeah I'm not, I'm not quite sure yet um which way I'll go but yeah and that's I, I kind of I hear what you're saying about the hosts it's it seems um obvious in some ways but yeah we'll, we'll see what happens I suppose and by no way am I trying to, I'm not, like jokes aside, I'm not trying to influence anyone. I have my opinions. I need to keep them aside sometimes, I feel. Uh, but yeah, this, the thing that I think we haven't discussed as a panel, if all six of us vote for six different people or shows or networks, I mean, you can vote for Network 10, you can vote You can vote for anything really in that one. Like, how do we break that tie? So uh, maybe we... Do we have a maybe, debate? Or maybe we put it out to the, that's when we put it out to the audience. We say like, okay, mm-hmm. here are your six... Uh, yeah. choices. Uh, you've got to choose from one of these six, and uh, there we go. That's or, the tie break. Yeah. Here's another idea. This is a live meeting right now. Why we could always all of us pre-vote for that category, and then we put the the however many come up with, and then the audience have to vote for those people. So that's a thought. Then the fans are still involved, and we've kind of chosen the. Eh, that's that's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I like I'm more it. than a pretty, like, like pretty face. It's so good. There you go. There you go. Uh, it's always fun talking about this. Uh, it's, it's kind of sad. It's only the second year we've done this, but it's like, oh, it's over again. Um, you know, it's 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 fun to do, but uh, it's it's been a lot of fun this year. And, yeah, I'm really looking forward to next year now considering who is available to be voted for. <laughs> it is going to be a very interesting Hall of Fame next year. Special shout-out, I will say, just before I wrap up with Liz and Naomi here, of course, to our other expert panel members who aren't with us on the show today, to Matt, to Cable, and to Guy. Uh, appreciate their input and their votes and uh, everything that they've done involved in that. And I also want to send a special shout-out once again to uh, Shona, to Luke, to Pia, and to Lincoln for, for chatting with me. It was a lot of fun to be able to get there. And if you've not seen any of those interviews, if you look for the Australian Survivor Hall of Fame on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, they're all up there. Also, our YouTube channel as well. You can see all the interviews there in full, bit of fun, and uh, hear from the players and Lincoln, the host, to hear what they think about their induction. It's growing every year. We really appreciate the fan input. Obviously, we're still very fresh. We realize there's a lot of people out there who still aren't on board with it, still don't agree with it, but we have fun with it every <laughs> single year. It's a nice little uh, project that we can do to help put some recognition to some people out there, and hopefully it can go from strength to strength each year. Liz, I really do appreciate your input every single year again. Thank you very much. Plug Melbourne Survivor. When's it happening? Can people get involved? Like a yeah. shout out right now. Um, we just had a fantastic trial. 
um, that I was not at because I was at my sister's <laughs> wedding, but I heard it went very well. Good. And, uh, yeah, we're busy editing, um, you know, be a few months, a few months, okay. but um, it'll come out. You're sick point. of people asking you when it's coming out? Yeah, a little out. bit, a little yeah. bit. Stop asking Liz when it's coming out, all right? It comes out when it's meant to come out, okay? Yes. There, exactly. Naomi, thanks to you again as well, your input, your involvement. Uh, anything you want to plug? Uh, I mean, Carlton next year, We probably last time we'll speak for this. I mean, what, what are you thinking? Oh, <laughs> yeah, look, you know, well, we're, we're all hopeful at this point in the season. We always we? are. <laughs> new coach, so new year. It's um, yeah. Look, oh, that's that can be my plug. I've probably got nothing else to plug. Yeah. So get behind the blues, everyone. Yeah, if you don't have a team, get on board us because <laughs> we're we're not that good. Um, so oh. we'll give the underdogs, right? Yeah, it took Melbourne sixty years. Mm-hmm. Who would about- be the survivor equivalent of the Carlton Footy Club? You reckon then? In Australian Survivor, yeah. Um, Oh, I don't want to say Matt Dyson. We're not that bad. Um, <laughs> that's a good question. Maybe Phoebe, because like Phoebe, like has so much potential and is so good, but she gets so much bullshit around her that she can never quite fulfil her potential, and then she just always comes up short of the jury. So Phoebe, I like it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. Oh, that's a good right. comparison. I like that. The Australian Survivor Hall of Fame will return in 2022. My name is Ben. Thanks for listening and we will speak to you next time on the Oz Network. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff? Yes, sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah! If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon! That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made.